1: Well, understandably, lots of reaction to the government's decision to go to level three as opposed to level five as recommended by the National Public Health Emergency Team. Our own Ronan Moyles has been chatting to Sinn Féin TD Morris Quinlevin and getting his reaction to the government's decision.
2: Moving to level five would have been very dramatic. Um, It would be credible to move there without government introducing more additional supports for people who would have lost their jobs and businesses who would would have trading for that for the duration of level 5 or however long that we're going to take so look, uh, it's not good news either moving to level 3 because it does mean further restrictions and I, I genuinely believe, and I don't want to go against any medical advice whatsoever, but I genuinely believe that people in Emirates have done a really good job you know, we were very our numbers were quite high a number of weeks ago, people did what they were asked to do by and large, you know, wash your hands stay safe, stay away from people um, Wear your mask when you when you had to, and, and only go to work when you had to go to work. You know, some people were very very good, and I would just ask people to do the best they can. You know, to look after their friends and families. It's going to be very very difficult. Um, we are in a very very difficult situation, but it, it really exposes the government that you know I, I genuinely have no fan.
1: Obviously, this is. Um kind of a radical departure, like mostly when Neffed recommended
0: things up to this point, the government took on at least 99.9% of them. This is a big break now between the two. Does that concern you?
2: Yeah, it does. Because, look, I'm not an expert on health and I don't profess to be, and I don't think anybody probably listening and does either. But, you know, we, we take the medical advice, we've done what we were we were asked to do, and the people were very, very good. And and initially, when COVID came to our shores in late February March, people were... You know, were buying into this. They saw a plan. They thought there was, you know, the lockdown was coming. They would take the hits. You know, and people have suffered an awful lot. They've missed family events. They've missed funerals of close family members. Like, don't forget, now if you if we move to level three, if there's a wedding taking place, you're talking about 25 people max. You're talking about a funeral with 25 people max that as well. So, these are huge sacrifices we're asking people to do. But but what's really frustrating people is they they see no plan. from the government. You know, that there are different ministers are saying different things. Um, it's chaotic. It's all over the place. And that's why they're losing, I genuinely believe, they're losing public confidence the-
1: Well, Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan is on the line. Good morning to you, Minister. Morning, Gillian. Chaotic and all over the place is Maurice Quinlivan.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't expect much more, to be honest about it, because that's the the job that uh, they've set out for themselves, which is to politicise the pandemic and try and make hay out of it. But I think people see through that, to be honest about it. The reality is that um, the number of cases uh, are rising exponentially. Uh, and in Limerick yesterday, um, on, on Monday, you had 49 new cases, which was double what you had the previous day. And, and we have made progress, there's no doubt about it in Limerick. Uh, but the rate is creeping back up again. Like the 14-day the um, incident rate for Limerick is 93.4 at the moment. Now, the 14-day incident in Donegal is 273, which is just is, is astronomical. Um, it's the highest, I think, in, in, in most parts of Western Europe. Um, and then you have our neighbouring counties like Kerry, which is only 52, and Tipperary, which is 45. So we can bring it down, and we've shown before we can bring it down, but... The reality is that, you know, complacency has set in. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and I've been on before with yourself and Joe. Um, complacency has set set in. Uh, gatherings that have resulted in the spread of it. And I think it's it's worthwhile, um, public representatives, maybe, before they come on your show, um, if they talk to the public health officials in Limerick uh, who cover Limerick and Clare, they give them a fair indication that it actually isn't the government that's spreading this disease at all. this disease has been spread by by people in the area and i've I've said before you know on the, on the show the only way that this disease can spread in in county Limerick is by Limerick people uh, and you know we have to we have to do more um, and it's it's extremely difficult but what will happen in Limerick is our hospital will become overcome uh, we will have a situation where we we will not be able to handle um, the admissions, uh, and we won't be able to deal with what we routinely get at winter um, unless we bring down the numbers. And we know from the last weekend, we've seen some scenes that really, to be quite honest about it, are uh, infantile would be would be the best way of describing them. Uh, and what people, scenes
1: are you talking about there?
0: Well, I'm, I'm talking about scenes on social media um, where we've seen people, you know, um, in large gatherings, in celebratory mood. Um, and, you know, behaving completely irresponsibly. And it has led to, uh, I think, the right decision by the GAA um, for it to cancel, you know, the remainder of uh, its club its club matches and its club fixtures. I think they made the right decision. Uh, I know that they can control what goes on inside their field, and they do a very good job of that. But they have no control whatsoever of what goes on outside the field. Um, and you, we've seen cases, and I listened to a GP in, in, uh, in Lefford in County Donegal this morning, uh, and that that county was practically COVID-free. And now in a small town, very small town, they have 89 cases and growing every day. And as he said on the radio this morning, he's, he has seen people himself, some of his own patients, who are supposed to be self-isolating, walking around inside in shops. And yesterday he even had to um, catch up a nurse in a nurse's uniform who was in a shop without a mask. Um. So like... It isn't a government that that is jumping in here to, you know, for the fun of it. Okay. This is deadly serious and it is spreading and it is spreading rapidly.
1: Minister, Marianne Carkalish has given us a call on 461995 this morning to say that she thinks it's off-licences and house parties that are the problem. The amount of young people going into off-licences and buying boxes of drink is unreal. And the listener knows someone working in an off-licence and they see groups coming in not wearing masks et cetera. we've all seen this we've we've seen and I, you know i really hate pointing the finger at young people in particular but this argument that closing wet pubs and all right they they're allowed to stay open if they can you know serve 15 people outdoors in october weather it, it is almost farcical so wet pubs are, are are being really effectively closed under these restrictions um many of them and you're in, that that encourages house parties. That's what a lot of our listeners are telling us. At least it's a controlled environment if a wet pub is open. It
0: is, and I and I've spoken to Joe and yourself on this before. And I, I I put out I have a vested interest. I have a brother a publican, and I've other family members that are in, connected to the licensed trade. And I have raised this issue at the Fine Gael parliamentary party meeting, and I'll be doing it again tonight. That uncontrolled consumption of alcohol in party environments. Like I saw one particular scene. Uh, again, uh, um, a post-match celebration uh, down in the southeast of a group of youngsters um, who filled, I think it was like some sort of a calf truck or some sort of a a a, a, glor- um, a big bucket for feeding calves, full, filled it with liquor, and were passing it around inside in the hay shed, uh, and posted it on social media, and talked with great crack. Um, and, of course, all those people didn't go off. Um, bad enough, they're all in the same environment, but drinking out of the same receptacle, I mean, it's just totally balubas altogether, and they're asking for trouble. But your your listener is right, and I have raised this point umpteen times. But, I mean, the government can't come into your front room. Um, you know, Michal Martin or, or Leo Varadkar cannot come into the kitchen to you and lay out the regulations. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Everybody knows that they have a... Um, uh, an elderly relative, an elderly neighbour, um, you know, an immunosuppressed person in their family or down the road, that they will be responsible for giving this disease to. Them. And when that person dies, they'll take responsibility for it because people will die and they will die in big numbers with what's going on in this country at the moment. And it has gone beyond blaming any one particular cohort of people because some people are acting, not recklessly, stupidly. They're stupidly walking around and saying, some people then are walking around saying, there is no virus. We don't need to wear a mask and and saying, you know, roaring and shouting in the streets that, you know, this is all some sort of um, conspiracy. a conspiracy theory. Like there are there these people, you know, their lunacy is, is actually endangering the rest of us. If they want to protest, they should find a field in the middle of nowhere, go into it, close the gate and do whatever they want inside because they're entitled to assemble. But they are not entitled to roar and shout at people, which is a form of assault, going down the street saying, take off your mask. And I'll be raising that point as well this evening at the Parliamentary Party, that yes, there is a right to protest, but there is not a right to strike fear into other people, because that, in my estimation, is an assault. And the guards referred to it this morning on the radio as well. And they, they need to be taken on as well by the state. The state cannot stand idly by and let these people continue to yahoo across the place, saying there is no such thing as a virus, when we know that even one of the greatest proponents of the fact that there was no virus got it himself, the President of America.
1: What about this decision by the government to go so far away from advice given by Nefert? Is this the biggest gamble that the government has taken?
0: The government and Nefert agreed a step-by-step approach to dealing with Covid and agreed uh, and it was laid out by the, the acting chief medical officer Dr Ronan Lynn that it would each county would be taken on a step-by-step basis. Last Thursday the Nefert reported to the government that there was no reason to do anything then Sunday night, out of the blue, without any notification to government that there was even a meeting taking place, uh, um, and information is leaked out that they're recommending that the whole country is locked down, without, as the Tanisha said last night, without any recourse to the implications um, that were going to be there for the economy. And people say it shouldn't be about the economy. Well, without a functioning economy, we can't pay frontline workers.
1: Yeah, which... and that, that's your job to think about that, but it isn't really Neffet's.
0: Neffet's role is to advise the government, but it is to advise the government within the framework of what NIFED and the government agreed, which is an incremental step-by-step basis, which is not uh, done by surprise, not done on a Sunday evening, not done by leaking, not done without prior consultation. Is the,
1: is the relationship and, seriously damaged as a result of this? Because th- we heard from your party leader, the Taunish Leah Varadkar, speaking on Clareburn. He se- seemed very angry. You sound angry I'm, this very, angry. As well.
0: I'm very angry so because the, my, my constituency office yesterday had people from all over County Limerick wondering whether they're going to wake up to de- yesterday morning with a job or without a job. And the Tonish is absolutely right. The people who were making the decision in many of these cases are insulated from the decision themselves because they're public servants at a high level who will not have any implications imposed upon them. Now, I firmly believe that, you know, it's about lives, but it's also about livelihoods. We can't just box up the economy, close it down, and hope that we'll be able to reopen it. Because what the Tanisha said last night, and he was absolutely right, they're talking about a circuit breaker. But they, they said very firmly to the to the government yesterday, there was no evidence that this circuit break, in other words, closing down the country for three or yeah. four weeks, would work. And if we came to the end of the three or four weeks, and Limerick was still at 93.4, what were we going to do then? Because ultimately, you know, closing down the country and closing down parts of it um, is all very well and good. But it always comes back to the same thing. We will have to reopen the country at some stage. The virus will still be here. And we're all going to have to take responsibility for what we're doing uh, ourselves. This thing is spreading because of us. And now,
1: if, if you rock. still have a level 5, there is a level 4, there, there is. is a level 5. There is. And, and it's I suppose what, what, but Morris, the point Maurice Quinlevin was perhaps making in his piece when he says that it's counted, people don't know what the plan is. We don't know at what stage... Level 5 might kick in. I mean, if we sure,
0: knew... So sure, we don't know either, Gillian. The whole concept of having...
1: But what's the point in having it then? I mean, so if we had oh it... No, we you whole could con- have a plan no. where we, we... And we heard this uh, on the programme yesterday, where we knew, if we knew that if we get to a certain point per 100,000, yes. then Level 4 kicks in. Then level uh, another point, Level 5 kicks and
0: that in. And what normally happens on a Thursday evening. And last Thursday, when the government uh, and NIFID engaged, there was no issue for any county... Not the whole country, for any county. Like, Donegal didn't even move to level four, and it has a rate of maybe four or five times the rest of the country. Dublin didn't move to anywhere. But rather than actually taking it on the agreed basis that was set out between Neffet and the government, out of the blue this letter appeared saying, just lock down the whole country. There's only one other country in the world that has done that, and that's Israel. Um, We would have been, there are parts of Europe with with rates of infection much higher than us um, that wouldn't even have gone down that road. But I understand the concern that um, the Chief Medical Officer has, which is that our hospitals are in danger of becoming inundated. The only way that we will prevent our hospitals being inundated is the actions we're going to take ourselves. We can't just mothball the entire country. We've matballed enough to be quite honest about it, and there's a lot of people getting the blame, uh, which they shouldn't be getting, and this is the point I'll be making this evening. Some of the most responsible people in the state are the people now who are closed down again, and um, which is you know in many um, to many people's uh, estimations unfair? Yeah, um, Patrick,
1: we we have a question in from a listener here asking how are people how do people who are working in and going to schools supposed to limit their contacts?
0: Well, I mean, in fairness to the schools, they have been you know, and anybody that uh, has a child at school or has uh, you know someone belonging to them teaching. Um, they have had a very difficult time since the very start. And I was in a school in hospital yesterday and I was talking to a principal in Abbey Field this morning. Um, you know, so they continue as they normally do. If there's an issue within the school with a child, there's a procedure with public health in terms of how public health manage the relationship with the principal, how the principal manages the relationships with the children that they
1: sit with and the children that they come in contact with, the staff, the SNA, if
0: there is one in the classroom and the other people that are working. So there is agreed procedures within the schools. They don't change. Um, But I have to say that the schools have uh, done an an exceptional job. And there are schools in East Limerick where the teachers are coming from Tipperary. There are schools in West Limerick where the teachers are coming from Kerry and Cork. Uh, They continue as normal because they're essential workers. And the same for teachers coming from Clare. And the same for teachers going out from County Limerick into those other counties. But, like... This is, we're at a very serious crossroads here and I know that people have said, oh, here's Patrick O'Donovan saying this again. This disease is killing people. And there's people traipsing all over Grafton Street shouting and roaring, saying that there's no disease and there's no need to do anything. Their irresponsibility is putting the lives of ordinary Irish people, of vulnerable Irish people. There was a person on the radio this morning and he said to take a deep breath, it felt like someone was had their knees on top of his neck. And, um, so, it is an excruciating, um, debilitating disease at best. And it is, a, it is a disease that we know in our community across County Limerick that will kill people. And we saw at the very start the devastation okay. that it caused. And we just need people to get back to what we were doing at the start. I just want to ask hens, you, yeah. Wear a face mask and stay away from people you don't need to be near.
1: I just want to ask you this question Are we going to wait every Thursday to hear whether we'll be going to lo- level five? or not again. I mean, that—that that is what people what are afraid is, of.
0: What we do is what we do every week uh, and what we've been doing from the very start. We get the case numbers on a day-by-day basis and and unfortunately we have become um, conditioned to them. They kind of glaze over us and they go over our heads and every Thursday uh, the government and the advice of, of NIFID will make decisions for the following week and it still is a step-by-step county-by-county basis. So some counties and the government has been very clear from this at the start, some counties may upwards or downwards. But the decision that was made yesterday was on the basis of the fact that in, in in many parts of the country it is running out of control and it isn't an urban thing it isn't a rural thing, it isn't confined to the west of Ireland or the east I mean Donegal is the most isolated county in the country and has the highest rate. Longford isn't exactly a massive metropolis. Yeah but has it shares a, a
1: border with another state and that, that that's another issue.
0: But look, but look Clare yeah. shares a border with us hmm. and their rate is, is higher than ours. And Kerry shares a bar with us, and it's rated less than half of ours. So, I mean, the only way that this thing is going to be reduced in Limerick, and I think we, we need to worry about ourselves first and foremost. The only way the rate is going, and it happened before, like Waterford's rate at uh, a 14 day rate of infection is 29 at the moment. There was a time Waterford was top of the poll. There was a time that Manahan wasn't even in the top 10, and it's now over 206. So, I mean, Monaghan's rate of infection is 10 times the rate of infection of County Waterford. And every county now... So, and people need to be prepared to, to, to take up people on these things. You know, where's your mask. You know, um, uh, you can't come into the house. We have to get back to the basic things. But that does not mean that you cripple the economy and you send a half a million people on the door queue. That's not the way. And I know that Sinn Féin have an objective here, which is to create, to politicise, the, the pandemic. And if they want to do that, good luck to them. Ah,
1: but in fairness, they have to be, you know, they're the opposition. They they are going to comment on the decisions made the government the only, make about that,
0: it. the only thing that their leader said this morning was she didn't know what she'd do if she was in the same situation. So that's like, we are faced with a, an awful dilemma here okay. as a government. We are faced with an awful dilemma. On the one hand, we have a hospital situation where we know is going to be under enormous pressure in the Midwest, which it always is. We also have to make sure that we keep people in a situation where they can maintain their livelihood, where they can actually pay their basic bills. And in the other situation, we have vulnerable people all over our county, neighbours and everybody else, who really don't need to see a bunch of yahoos behaving like morons, um, where they're drinking out of uh, calf buckets uh, inside in sheds. And people need to cop on and view this as a very serious public health emergency, which is what it is.
1: Okay, we have to leave it there for this morning. Minister Patrick thanks for joining us today.